the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. found financial food for thought you got mark donnelly and carrie waddell and a happy halloween carrie yeah coming up monday yeah we're taping the show on friday but did you get your halloween candy for trick-or-treaters i did get some i paid the you know 50 percent whatever the price increase i was shocked yeah i was absolutely sticker shocked where i live people don't go like because we have big lots and nobody comes around um so i haven't bought but when i lived so in you the get development, to eat it all yourself then? Is that no i don't even get it but the uh, development, I remember we used to have like 200 kids. Like I used, first year I ran out. Yeah, I mean, it's the worst possible. As a kid, you hate to have Halloween on a Monday night, right? Right. You know, I mean, how ridiculous. But Yeah, um, but kids don't care. They like dressing up. Yeah, and but still. candy. Yeah, but still you always, it's, it seems Most so much more. Most of the time more. it's during the weekdays, I was going to say. So scariest month of the year we always talk about on this radio show. We've been talking about. What scares you? What scares me? So we'll continue to do that today, being going the last week, end of October. I'll start off, Carrie. I don't know. Okay. Um, so fake cheese scares me, Carrie. Fake cheese? You're talking about like Velveeta? Well, the new fake cheese. The, the fake, <laughs> so, so this Because Cleveland's going to be... Is it the uh, vegan fake cheese that's non-dairy? Yeah, this is great. This oh, is, that's this stuff. Is Kraft and... and Amazon, Jeff Bezos uh, combination. Mm-hmm. They're working together on the startup company Notco. They call it. So they're coming mm-hmm. up with. So Cleveland is going to be is going to be test marketing Ugh. this new product in, in, over November. You could be able to get yours at the Giant. No, Eagles. thank you, because you know my my son has to go gluten free because he has celiac. So anything that's been dairy free and gluten free is terrible. So if somebody can actually come up with a dairy free that taste decent uh anything that's been dairy free has not been good so this is animal free cheese slices and they're also going to do mayonnaise but not cheese will first appear on shelves in a small market test in cleveland in early november <laughs> with a national rollout to follow by the end of 2023 no, i like good old not cheese so what, cheese. what's what goes in that cheese carrie i'm gonna tell you okay list soy water coconut oil modified cornstarch, and chickpea protein. 
as the main ingredients. Delicious. It, mi- <laughs> it mimics Kraft's famous singles, producing that same melty, gooey texture mm. and bright orange color when used in a grilled cheese. I'm betting it doesn't taste the same. <laughs> It comes in American, provolone, and cheddar varieties. I'd rather just buy the good old dairy. And will be initially sold in 30 giant eagle stores in the Cleveland area pairing bowl. But no animals are harmed when you get dairy. So it, What scares <laughs> me is when I'm like, like, like in a rush and I'm just picking up some cheese slices and I get this. <laughs> that's what's going to scare me. I don't scare even me. like the... I mean, I'm not... Believe me, I'm frugal, but I don't even like the imitation craft. doesn't melt quite the same. Right. All right. Get us going. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought, and we are here every Saturday morning on 1420 AM between 9 and 10, and we are a financial educational program, hopefully here to give you helpful information, financial news, updates on tax law changes and other issues that you need to be aware of, whether you're working or already in retirement and addressing concerns that you may have about your financial future and what are things that you can do to be proactive instead of just allowing things fall where they may and be passive about it and worrying and being concerned and there are things you can do to take control of your financial life and um, that's what we talk about on the show and we are sponsored by the estate planning team the estate planning team has been around Cleveland now more than 35 years. We're an affordable fee-based fiduciary planning firm that does financial modeling, number crunching, and helps people know when they can afford to retire or if they're in retirement, what they can spend without running out of money, how much risk they need to be taking on. And certainly with market volatility, many people are concerned about the amount of risk they're taking on. And we're not investment advisors. We don't do that. We look at what growth rate do you need to make your money last? And if you can spend what you want and have the lifestyle you uh, desire during your retirement and We say, then why take on more risk than necessary to be okay? And we are also accredited and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau. You can read our uh, reviews on Angie's List, Google, or the Better Business Bureau if you want to do some due diligence. And we offer a free, no obligation, no pressure consultation so you can see how our process is different, the value we possibly could provide you, and we only recommend our services if you can benefit. And we have both hourly and comprehensive retainer options. Some people want to look at this time of year, IRA or company distribution planning, Roth conversions, timing of social security, pension elections, and other different analysis um, on an hourly basis. Or we do comprehensive planning and modeling so that people know exactly how they need to adjust with inflation and market volatility and taxes and how to create the income you need as tax efficiently as possible so you get more net spendable dollars. And if you'd like to take advantage of a free consultation by phone or in person, you can call 440-239-2090. Leave a message. We will get back to you on Monday. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit our website at financialfoodforthought.com. The website has incentives if you come in and then decide to use any of our services um, by early December. So you can go to our website again at financialfoodforthought.com. And you're listening to Kara Waddell and Mark Donnelly here this morning. Yeah, Karen, I'm going to talk a little bit later in the show about Roth conversions, right? And, and why Roth conversions and why now? Okay. But before that, we did get a lot of economic data this week. And this is what we're looking for to see the trends 
what everybody is concerned about are two major financial things going on right now. One is the inflation and the second one is the recession or the economic downturn and the debate on whether we are in already in a recession or mm-hmm. is it going to happen in 2023. And we got data this week, and I'm going to start with GDP because GDP, the first read of the third quarter, GDP came out. And as you know, there's three readings on GDP before they you know finalize right. what it is. And that's what everybody was saying after the third reading of the second quarter GDP. That was what people were saying. Okay, see here, we are in a technical recession. Because the first quarter was a negative 1.6%, and the second quarter was just barely negative at 0.6%. And the technical definition of a recession is two consecutive negative GDP quarters. Even if 0.6 is just slightly negative, but a lot of other economists are saying, "Mm, that's technical, but really 0.6? I mean, you don't make a recession call on that alone. And sure enough, we got the first reading of the third quarter GDP, and it came in at 2.6% positive, much more robust than what a lot of naysayers were saying. Okay. Um, Now, so that is something that we're saying, yes, whether we were in a technical recession or not, but I don't think – I was always in the belief that recession was still coming. Mm Mm-hmm. In other words, that relies on the second thing that's happening right now is the inflation. Mm-hmm. Okay, and is uh, you know is the uh, inflation tapering off? Has it mm. peaked, or is it still rising? Didn't we thought thought it pink, peaked before? And mm. yeah, so we've got we got the Federal Reserve's preferred inflation indicator, which is the PCE this week. That's the Personal Consumption Expenditure Index, different than the CPI. And the reason why the Fed likes this one, Carrie, is because the way they you know, count the numbers, um, it takes into account, Carrie, when consumers substitute cheaper goods Right. For the more expensive ones. Right. right. So, so, so it's just it's another indicator. So how did that do? And it, and again, like CPI, you get both headline numbers right. and core numbers that exclude food and energy. The Federal Reserve concentrates on core because they're the first to admit their monetary policies can't do a lot about global oil prices. Right. Or global food prices. Okay. Because that's so, they're so, that's so beyond their control. But let's look at headline. So headline, year over year, came in at 6.2%. The same as the previous month's year over year, 6.2, which was better than the previous month's 6.3, which was better than the previous month's 6.8. So again, do we see the trend that it peaked back in June, July timeframe, and now it's it's slowly, it's either staying the same or but it's not right. going up higher. Okay, well, how about month over month? Because sometimes, remember, President Biden right. was taking victory laps when, he's, when he could say, hey, don't look at year over year, but look over right. month over month because the trend is, is our friend. Right. So month over month came in at, for September at 0.3%. 
matching okay. the previous month to month 0.3%, but what's worse than the previous month 0.1%. Right. Okay. Um, but a lot better than the previous month before that, the June number, 1.1%. So that's the kind of the jagged peak. Now, how about the feds looking at core, the things that they're saying, what are, this is what we work on. We want to see if our, our movements working, if they see core mm. PCE trending down. Okay. All right. And that's, you know, their goal. Well, year over year came in at 5.1%. A tad worse. Then the previous year over year, 4.9. Whoops. Yeah. Okay. Um, which was worse, a tad worse than the previous month of 4.6. Hmm. So. So I don't know yeah, what they're doing not, is working. It's not certainly coming down as fast as they want it to. Now, how about month over month? Core PCE. It came in at 0.5%, which was better than the previous month over month. 0.6%, which was better than the previous month of their month. Um, no, which was worse than the previous month, the month, which was 0.1. That was the one that jumped down, really, I mean, jumped really down in, in July. Um, but anyway, so that, you know, so it's still, I think this indicates that inflation still isn't at a point where the Federal Reserve is saying their job is over in terms of trying to stamp it down. It's also may get, you know, how, what you're doing at home and what inflation factors you're going to use in building your, your plan. Um, but how did the White House, okay, so this is where, again, President Biden was taking victory laps, all right, and saying that they're making serious progress on getting prices close to pre-pandemic levels. Right? I think he's crazy if he says that. Um so this is what, so President Joe Biden used the numbers to push Democrats in the upcoming election and said Republicans have a very different agenda, one that would drive up inflation and add to the deficit by cutting taxes <laughs> for the wealthiest Americans and large corporations. Which and cracks we, me up. How heard, much deficit yeah. has Biden added since he's been in office? Oh, my goodness. But here's where uh, the, the President Biden really, he, he, he kind of calls out the Cassandras, Carrie, right? Oh, I know, you know, I've, I've been doing the Cassandras, oh, yeah. for, for the, but I've stopped Stop doing it because there's just too many. It's too hard right. to pick from. Um, but here's here's his quote. For months, doomsayers, which I'm calling the Cassandras, have been arguing that the U.S. economy is in a recession and congressional Republicans have been rooting for a downturn. I it's, don't think that people are rooting for a I mean, I kind of think they are. You think? Yeah. I think, I think sometimes the right talking heads are almost... They're laying it on so heavy. But it is bad. I don't know. When I go to the grocery store and I don't know, like I know that's not in core, but when people, and I don't know why people talk to me all the time in the stores, but we're, you know, talk about the prices and it's getting worse every week, no matter where I shop, you know? So, and normal family are saying, I can't afford this. But here's my point. Both parties like to spend our money. And both of them, you know, I, I'm not so sure that President, if President Trump would have won the election, right. if he wouldn't have passed more stimulus. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I mean, maybe he wouldn't have done the student loan forgiveness which thing, which is was crazy. Um, but but they all spent money, and 
And again, we're going to go through inflationary cycles, and it's and it's really not which political party. It, it's it, a lot more has to do with the Federal Reserve. Um, but anyways. But the Federal Reserve really isn't helping either. There's some economists that say, what are they doing? Well, exactly. I, well, I know. Uh, so his, But President Biden's comment was, for months, doomsayers have been arguing that the U.S. economy is in a recession and congressional Republicans have been rooting for a downturn. But today we got further evidence that our economic recovery is continuing to power forward. This is a testament to the resilience of the American people. So obviously he's doing everything he can to prop up <laughs> the Democratic uh, vote, you know, coming oh, okay. up for the midterm. Um, Treasury, and, and so, are, so are his other cabinet members. So Janet Yellen. Was in town. Did you hear that? No, I did not. She was in Cleveland this week. Um, Now, earlier in the week, she came out and was saying that, uh, that, you know, the current economic backdrop is dangerous and volatile. While stressing the U.S. economy is healthy and the financial system resilient during a public, you know, she was a public appearance. So she almost started out with the Cassandra saying, yeah, right now the economic downburg is dangerous and volatile. But she then walked it back a bit by stressing that the U.S. economy is still healthy and the financial system resilient. And, and that's mm-hmm. probably true. I mean, the U.S. Right. is probably still the strongest economy in the world. And probably most Americans can handle 8% inflation for a year or two. A lot of them people can't. Right. It's That's big, what's hard. There's yeah. a big wealth gap in this country. Right. But a lot of but people. But you think about utilities too. He. But what was she in town for? So she was in town for the ribbon cutting ceremony. So this is good news for Cleveland, right? Magnet. Have you heard of them, Carrie? No. The Manufacturing Advocacy and Growth Network. No, I've not heard of it. Okay. It's a nonprofit consulting group that works with small and mid-side manufacturers um, to help grow and help them grow. And, and so it's, it's, it's mostly, I think they're down on, I think they're down on 60, East 63rd Street. I don't know. They've been around for a while, but I don't know. This is some type of, this must have been a new building or something they were opening. Anyways, Janet Yellen was at the, uh, the ceremony. Um, Magnet officials said the new manufacturing hub in Cleveland will create 30,000 jobs. That's a lot and, of job growth. And grow the local economy by $40 billion by year 2032. Well, do you think they can be, find people willing to work? <laughs> that's, well, I, that's always the, you know. Yeah, I know. I mean, there's so these are the people that, that want to start the businesses. Yeah, right. right. Can they can they find? And I don't you, you always I always question when they say small to mid-size, really how small or mid-size right. is that? Um, so what is their mission statement? At Magnet, we put our manufacturing expertise to work for our clients and community in Northeast Ohio. From operational excellence and automation solutions to product development and workforce innovation, our engineers, consultants, and technologists help build strong manufacturers and create a vibrant economy. That's a long mission statement. Dr. Ethan Karp is the, the CEO. So I think they've been around for a long time, but anyways, it's going. So that's good news for Cleveland. You know, hopefully, uh, and, and, you know, our own Sherrod Brown was, of course, Ugh. at the ribbon ceremony. Um, <laughs> now, he also made news this week, speaking of the Federal Reserve and inflation, 
and what the Federal Reserve is that you were just talking right. about. Sherrod Brown is one in your camp, Gary, or you were saying that right. doesn't think the Fed is making the right Oh, my moves. God, really? I can agree with Sherrod Brown? Like, that's, that's a scary a thought, Gary. <laughs> that know. scares me. Uh, I'm talking about what scares you, what scares us on yeah, Halloween. Yeah, um, And, of course, the FOMC meeting is next week, Gary, so right. we'll see. I think the, the the PCE numbers I just went over doesn't indicate to me that the Federal Reserve is going to you know pivot. Right. But, but Sherrod Brown is kind of you know heading up the uh, team step down, right? You know, a lot of people want the Federal Reserve not to go seventy five basis points next week, um, or maybe none at all, right? More or less fifty. But I think they will. The ECB this week did seventy five basis points. I, I don't think the Federal Reserve is going to pivot. I'm not on the step down team. I think they're going to do 75 basis points in November next week, and I think uh, they're going to do 50 in December. Um, That's a lot but in a Sherrod short Brown, amount of time. Mark. But, well, it's it's you have they have to slam on the brakes. We're yeah, we're going right through the windshield, Gary. Right. They're slamming on the brakes. But Sherrod I prefer Brown, they pump the brakes. No, go easy. It's too late. The tree's coming. Um, Sherrod Brown, though, wrote a letter okay, mm-hmm. to Fed Chair Paul. And here's one of the quotes from the letter. It is your job to combat inflation, but at the same time, you must not lose sight of your responsibility to ensure that we have full employment. All right, We must avoid having our short-term advances and strong labor market overwhelmed by the consequences of aggressive monetary actions to decrease inflation, especially when the Fed's actions do not address its main drivers. Um, Brown's letter uh, did not explicitly ask Powell or the Fed to slow or stop rate hikes, hint, hint, right? Though it did urge continued caution in light of the synchronized monetary policy tightening by central banks around the world and Russia's war in Ukraine, among other factors posing real possibility of worsening the global economic situation. Uh, Well, there certainly... That is true. What the U.S., how the U.S. goes, the rest of the world has to suffer with it. Right. Um, I mean, Germany, did you see Germany's CPI this week? No, I did not. 11.6%. Ouch. All right. Um, So we can, so I don't know. I don't know if, if what scares me is the fact that will the Federal Reserve bow? To political pressure, which I think sometimes they do, which they're not supposed to, right? But and 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 who is smarter, the politicians or Fed Chair Paul? All right. Well, regardless of that, it comes back to how does all of this impact you? Does it impact some of the financial choices? Are you cutting back on expenses? Are you working longer? Are you making different choices because you don't know and you're just worried? Um, some people are going to stay in a job that they don't like anymore and they don't have to. I mean, that's the value of our financial modeling and number crunching is seeing a projection based on a case scenario. We build, we've talked a lot on the show about plan a or base case and then mark talks a lot on the if you want to listen to previous shows um on there's a link from our website to podcast but the plan r recession it's basically taking that same information running a worst case scenario higher inflation a recession slow growth recovery or a market downturn and then how does that materially impact 
you're spending or what you're going to do. For some people, you are worried and it's not going to impact you. Other people, maybe, you know, hey, I have to cut my discretionary spending by 10, 20%. Other people will have to work longer and rework their expenses. But at least you have a, a system and a process to know how you'll be affected, how to adjust, and how to stop the worrying. And you can take advantage of a free, no obligation, no pressure consultation. We're happy to do those by phone or in person. And if you provide us information ahead of time, we actually will run preliminary analysis in our model so we can see what potential opportunities you might be missing out on. And many people who have IRAs and company plans that are retired often miss opportunities with regard to that. Are there qualified charitable distributions you should be thinking about? Could you be over, are you overspending? Are you underspending? And much more. So take advantage of the free consultation. You can call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or you can visit our website at financialfoodforthought.com. All right. So, so, so carry the, uh, all right, so haunted houses don't scare me, Carrie. Okay. I went last weekend. You did? Yeah. With my son and some of his friends. And um, yeah, it was a haunted hayride, the haunted trail. They don't scare me anymore. <laughs> okay. But uh, but crowded Halloween house parties Yeah. in year three of the Rona do. Okay. So are we going to have another super spreader event this Halloween? We should all have herd immunity, or if it's mild symptoms with the cold. Even all these variants that I've read about are pretty mild symptoms that are more like the cold. But, I mean, the COVID's here to stay. We know it's like... But but they're saying that now the, the, the threat that the doctors are worried about is this combination of COVID-19, the, the flu, and RSV. Well, RSV causes is what bad is, for kids. R- R- it's respiratory, respiratory sink virus. I remember like... Sensational? Yeah. and it have, Sensational virus? Right, which is bad for little kids, but it causes cold symptoms in adults. So it's not that bad for adults. But that was the last year they were worried about it. So and it didn't occur last year? Well, yeah, you had bad RS you have bad RSV cases everywhere. Last year actually it started in June or July. It was early the RSV cases. So apparently that's this it's this collision of all three of them happening this year. Right. Now I remember in well, 20- wash hands and common cough in your elbow. I remember in twenty twenty <laughs> My my kids got the that the Halloween super spreader because right. uh, three of my children mm-hmm. were at the same Halloween party. Right, and two of the three. But right, but it could. But at the same time, you got to live your life at some point and have fun. All right. There's enough bad news out there. You might as well go have fun. Oh, and... you wanted some more bad news? No, not really. Okay. Uh, so we we got. The other thing we're doing this time of year is we're kind of reviewing the new tax tables, right? Now, this is this is shouldn't be scary to anyone, but it may be scary to some people. Um, so I, I went over some last week, and okay. I'll go over some today, and and we'll continue to do this as they roll them out. Right, they're pretty much all rolled out right now. Maybe there's still some more to be rolling out, but I think you were asking, uh, well. Clients. About the contributions for like HSA, IRA, have they gone up for 2023? Yeah. So, okay, so the IRA contribution limits, yes, they do go up. So currently, 
It's six thousand dollars for twenty twenty two. It's going up to six thousand five hundred. Okay. All right. Whole five hundred dollars. Um, the catch up over fifty remains the same at okay. a thousand. So this year in twenty twenty two, you could do seven thousand. Next year, twenty twenty three, you'll be able to do seven thousand five hundred. Still, the big question: Why isn't that going up higher? Right. For people that want to put more than that away. All right. Um, there's also the phase out. We have a lot of clients who are saying, "Can I? Am I making too much money, or am I, how much room do I? You know, can I do right. a, a tax deductible IRA? Um, especially this is if you're covered by a workplace retirement, plan. right? You know, so if you're covered, if you have a 401k or 403b or 457, that limits it. You if you could also do a tax deductible right. IRA. So we'll do that. So the single limits. For 2022, because we're still, you know, you're talking about year-end planning, so people are still looking at these. And, of course, you have until April 15th to fund your IRAs. So the for 2022, the single phase-out begins at 68000 and totally phases out at 78000 That's modified at just gross income. Next year, 2023, it goes up a bit. It goes up to, uh, begins at 73000 and phases out at 83000 for married filing jointly for 2022, the phase out for tax deductible IRAs, if you're covered by a workplace retirement plan, begins at 109000 and completely phases out at 129000 Those numbers next year are going up to 116000 up to 136000 That's a jump. Um, now, married filing separate. That's the pain. That's the penalty. You, you know, right. you, you, that's one of the downsides of married filing separately. That's why we always talk about on this show. Make sure if you're married filing separately to maybe save some Ohio income taxes. Don't ignore or don't miss what federal traps you're falling into. And this is one of them. If you're married filing separately, your phase out is totally phased out at $10,000. And that's not going up. Okay. Um, how about for Roth IRA? We're talking about Roth IRA conversions right. today, but how about Roth IRA contributions? Which is when you can contribute, which a lot of people get those confused if you have wages, earned income. Right. And this, but again, if you have too much modified adjusted gross income, then you're not allowed to fund a Roth contribution. Okay. All right. So those phase outs for 2022 single. Starts at one hundred twenty nine thousand and maxes out at one hundred forty four thousand. That and then you're phased out right. totally. Next year, those numbers are going up to one hundred thirty eight thousand. Nice increase, up to one hundred fifty three thousand. Okay. Okay. For married filing jointly for this year, twenty twenty two, we're talking about the phase out for Roth IRA contributions begins at two hundred four thousand dollars and is totally phased out at two hundred fourteen thousand dollars. Okay, two hundred four to two fourteen. Next year, that's going up from two hundred eighteen thousand up to two hundred twenty-eight thousand. And once again, married filing separately, you cannot. You're phased out of Roth contributions at the ten thousand dollar level, and that's not going up. All right. How about the four hundred one k, four hundred three b, four fifty seven, the common mm-hmm. company retirement plans? So the uh, the, the, the 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 limit. For this year, 2022 is 20,500. That next year is going up to 22,500, $2,000 increase. Um, the age 50 over catch up there. This year it's 6,500. 
Next year, it's going up 1000 to 7500 That's what I'm under, I don't understand. Why do they raise the catch-up for the 401ks and not the IRAs? That doesn't make sense. It's, 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 no, I, but I'm not here to talk about the fairness, <laughs> right. logic, or simplicity of the U.S. tax code. Just trying to talk about the rules. Um. So that means if you're, uh, you know, over fifty and you're maxing it out for twenty twenty two, you can do twenty seven thousand next year twenty twenty three. That will be thirty thousand dollars. Right? It's this nice ring to it though, thirty thousand. Okay. Um, simple contribution limits. Uh, some people, listeners, may be doing those. The uh, the cap for twenty twenty two is fourteen thousand. Next year, that's going up to fifteen thousand five hundred. Um, let's see, health savings accounts, um, love health savings accounts, the triple tax benefit, you get the tax deduction going in, you get tax-free, tax-deferred growth, and then you get tax-free distributions when you use it for qualified medical. So love the HSAs. Uh, so the single cap for 2022 is 3650 it's going up all the way, Carrie, to three thousand eight fifty. Oh, <laughs> wow! Why even bother? Well, because it's probably a percentage, and uh, yeah, I know. Um, if you're over fifty-five, now again, the catch-up here isn't fifty; it's fifty-five. I know that makes it so confused. Why would they just not make it fifty or um, fifty-five across the board? So it's it, it, so with the with the age fifty-five catch-up. Single four thousand six fifty, and again the catch up isn't going up next year, so it's just the four thousand eight fifty with the catch up next year. That amazing two hundred dollar increase. Um, by the way, the annual deductible it has to go up. It's it's from fourteen hundred to fifteen hundred. Um, you know now family. If you're in the family plan, the cap this year is seven thousand three hundred plus over fifty five is an additional thousand to eight thousand three hundred. That's going up next year to seven thousand seven fifty, and the cap's not going up. So it's the with the fifty five um, catch up, it's eight thousand seven fifty. Um, some people, you know, the Social Security look at you know watch the Social Security numbers, Gary. And you mean the income cap? Income well, yeah, the income cap, the wage base cap, right? We call that, um, or how much you have to earn to get a credit. Okay. You're trying to get to those forty credits, right? Forty quarters of of credits, you know. So you get your Social Security benefit, as well as, of course, everybody. I think has heard by now the cost of living adjustment, which was eight point seven percent. You know, so that's a chunk, yeah. And that's coming off this year's increase of five point nine percent, which was huge. Um, so that's going to help against this inflation um, a bit. All right, so the Social Security wage base, this is how much of your income, your W-2 or wages, is subject to the Social Security tax. So this year, it's 147000 Now, we had some preliminary numbers. The final came in a little bit higher. It's, it's 160200 next year. That's about an additional $496 of tax. Um, so, and then, but, you know, then you have the, the people that are, carry that are collecting social security are still working and they mm-hmm. want to know how much they can make without, right, having, without having to get their social security benefit lowered yeah the throwback a uh, dollar in benefits for every two dollars in earnings okay so for this year which 20- makes no sense because they're paying into a lot of people when they're working they're still getting those social security 
that 6.2 percent taken. Yeah, I, I don't know why the government. But I mean, and again, you get you get the money back later on when you right. when, when you get the right age. So whatever, it just makes it more complicated. But, <laughs> but some people, government. some people watch that threshold. So for 2022, that's nineteen thousand five hundred and sixty dollars. Next year, that's going up to twenty one thousand two hundred and forty dollars. Okay. Now, to make it even more confusing, is that if you it, it's a different threshold level if you will reach full retirement age later in the year. Okay. So it's different than if you're. Do you understand the difference, Carrie? So if you're collecting early versus your full retirement age. Right, but if the year that you are going to attain your full retirement age, you get a higher threshold than right. in a year that you're not attaining your full retirement okay. age. Okay. So for people who will reach full retirement age later in the year, okay, now those people for 2022 can make up to 51960 Okay. Certainly a lot higher than the 19560 Quite a bit. Okay. Um, next year, that 51960 is going to 56520 Now that's a big jump. Okay. And as I said, the amount needed to earn one quarter credit this year, it's $1,510. Next year, that's going to $1,640. So four of those is $6,560. All right. Um, and so, so, there's some, so there are some tax tables increases. And again, we'll, there may be still a few more we'll look at. But these are the, the little things that we're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, we're very active planners at the estate planning team. And when we're working with clients, we are helping them if they f- should be looking at any of these thresholds. Right. And and how do you work around them so you don't fall into one of the traps? And that's that coordinated effort between advisors. You know, a lot of times the tax preparer isn't talking to cl- our clients about these types of issues. Or They're, even the Medicare thresholds because the IRMA adjustments is another one because that's under the healthcare realm technically. Right. And and so it's, it's more uh, – and, and, and what they're doing is more of a compliance. Right. They're just taking the numbers that – they're being, that that you created the previous year, you're giving them to them the, the, the preparer right. in March, and they're just complying it. You're making sure the numbers get reported on the right lines right. on the return. The, you know, the, now some of them do watch that. You know, the, maybe their software will kick out. Hey, you still have room to fund a tax deductible right. IRA if you want to. Though you know, but some of them don't, and and you have to kind of know that. But but the idea is are you advanced planning for those things? Um, because those, if you are going to do things like that, then you still need to come up with the cash flow to, to do it. And, and that's what we're saying. In tough economic times, you've got to keep an eye on your cash reserve because that's your first defense against a severe economic downturn. Right. I know we tell our clients cash flow and your expenses and your income needs come first, then tax planning. And whether you call things an increase or a tax or whatever, it comes down to what are my net spendable dollars and how can I use opportunities to my benefit and what's my cumulative savings and much more. You can call the estate planning team for a free consultation, 
by phone or in person at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right, and listen to Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. State planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 35 years. And over those decades, Carrie, we always play on Halloween weekend, what scares you, what scares me. Okay. So the earnings season has given me a bit of a scare this time around, Carrie. Okay. And this is what we were concerned about and where we're talking about this is a lot of people are going to be really watching the earnings because that gives us an indication of how the corporations are doing. It, it also, when the corporations announce their earnings, usually the CEO, you know, they're the smartest people in the in the country right. running these comp- companies. They give opinions of how, what they see coming in the economy. So it just kind of is another indicator or a, yeah, a vital check. Right. And so there was a lot of discussion this time around is, you know, are we going to have an earnings recession, meaning mm. where the corporations are losing confidence in consumer spending, they start laying off individuals or they, they refuse to pay the higher wages and that causes for, for unemployment. I have a feeling it's going to be mixed. How about the earnings reset? Is that coming where people are going to say, okay, we're, we're going to have this major shift or sometimes we talk about will we see a market capitulation, right? You know, when all the investors just lose hope and, and bail. Um, so, so how they do, so I'm not gonna, well, I'm just trying to give, and you're right, Carrie, it is mixed. And I think that's a, I think you hit the nail on the head, but let's start, you know, the big banks always go first, right? And there's there's six major banks, JP Morgan, Citigroup, Morgan Stanley, Bank of America, Goldman Sachs, Wells Fargo. They're the six largest banks and, and, and how they go, the world banking industry goes. So how do they, well, Five out of the six beat earnings, scary. Wow. All right. So they – I would have guessed it would have been a big mix. Um, and yeah, no, it was – It was you know, and, and the only one that missed was Morgan Stanley. Huh. Okay. Um, but J.P. Morgan, Citigroup, Bank of America, Goldman Sachs, Wells Fargo all beat top line and bottom line. And and everything great. Now, the other thing too is how did their stock? So that's you know a lot of people are concerned about the stocks and their right. stock prices, right? So we also look how did the market react to their earnings report, right? So J.P. Morgan was up two point six percent on the news. Citigroup was up slightly at 0.65%. Bank of America was up 6.1% wow. on the news. Goldman Sachs up 4% on the news. Wells Fargo up 3% on the news. Morgan Stanley, the one who missed, down 4.8%. Yeah. Okay. How about the Monster Tech? Okay. So let's look at six of those. Microsoft, Alphabet, or better known as Google, Apple, Amazon, Intel, Meta Platform. Okay. Um, so Microsoft, Apple, and Intel all beat. This is a complete okay. figure. Google, Amazon, and Facebook all missed. Hmm. Okay. And this was really eye opening 
Because are we seeing that, look the people who missed, Amazon. So they're saying they were way off. They're saying that they're not very confident that Christmas sales are going to be good. Um, Facebook, remember, they're trying to do this whole meta universe thing. Yeah, do you even I, understand what it is? Not really. And I don't use Facebook, so I sure as heck don't understand. Uh, is it a combination meta? of virtual reality and stuff? I don't know. I think we just... Um, but anyways, Amazon stock was down, and early trading was down 20%. I think it cooled off a little bit after that. Yeah. Um, Facebook was down 19%. Google was down 6%. Microsoft, even though they beat, they were down, you know, six percent. Huh? They they didn't like their forward guidance, and you know, Apple who beat, and Intel who beat, you know, Apple was up one percent, and Intel was up six percent. Good for Intel. How about some recession companies? Okay, so companies that we tend to think. Do they are they recession proof? You know, or toilet but, paper, paper goods. <laughs> okay, Procter and Gamble. Procter and Gamble beat both uh, right. uh, top line and bottom line. Their stock was up three percent. How about Coca Cola? You know, the idea oh, that people yeah. will still buy their favorite you know drink even if it, it in in times of recession. Mm-hmm. Yes, Coca Cola beat you know uh, revenues what about, and like, EPS. The beer because isn't uh, even in recessions up. alcohol. Sales I don't have the beers the- in front of me, Kara, right now. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Coca Cola up two point three percent. How about Mickey D's? Okay, okay, you know, and again, Mc- McDonald's. I'm sorry, this is a political ad. I mean, how, how many? I was wondering how many political ad phone calls. If that's JD Vance, I'm not here. Okay, okay. Um, you should so, take that call. That'd be interesting. So the, uh, but I mean, I'm, you know, the, 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 or if it's Tim Ryan, I'm not here either. Put it that way. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting so many phone calls from both those camps and we're still two weeks away. Yeah. Right? I've gotten text messages. I just do the stop and. All right. How about Mickey D's? So yeah, I mean, people, they, and they have the margin, right? Remember I was talking a few weeks ago about right. how much they make on a cheeseburger. I mean, in other words, and they can raise the prices and people still go there. Mm-hmm. You know, so their stock was up 3% on the news. Um, how about King Oil? Do we even have to mention King Oil? Mm-hmm. The new fang, right? Um, Exxon, way, way up. Chevron, way, way right. up. I think the Exxon is in the best revenues ever. Um, up 2.2% shares. Uh, Chevron shares up 1.7%. No, I and just it's just amazing. Um, a couple of companies, and then we'll move on. UPS and GM. These were two mixed carry, meaning that in both these situations, earnings per share beat, but top line revenues missed. Okay, and that is a mix. You know what's yeah. going on there. Um, and UPS and GM. So now GM, though, they liked the news. Um, so GM was up 3% on their stock on the news. UPS, no, they were down 1%. So, so well, there people you go. aren't buying as much. They're not shipping it. So we'll talk. And, and next week, I may talk a little bit more, too, about what some of the CEOs said. But before we go, I know we're, we got a few minutes. I wanted to, again, just get back to... Um, the year-end planning, and if you missed the we, – we, we did a case review over the previous two uh, shows, and Carrie, they can get our podcast right on, mm-hmm. the, on our website, financialfoodforthought.com. And it was a good example of what we help, how we help our clients with year-end planning. 
And one of the things is the idea that why are so many people talking and maybe executing Roth conversions and why now? Okay. Um, And so just just again, so one of the reasons is we have the Trump lower tax rates, the lower individual tax rates right now on the books through year 2025 and then set to sunset expire for 2026. Mm-hmm. All right. And we don't know if the Republicans are going to have enough votes to make them permanent or extend them. We don't think the Democrats want to extend them or make them permanent. Remember, um, as President Biden's right. comment about the Republicans want to give tax breaks to the rich. Um, so while they have the lower rates, there are a lot of people that are taking advantage of those and saying, yeah, while I have the lower rates, I'm going to do my Roth conversion now because I'm paying the taxes based on the lower rates right now. Mm-hmm. The 12% is going back to 15%, that, right. that type of tax bracket change. All right. A second reason is you're building up a tax-free bucket for yourself. So if government tax rates do go up and even more so in the future, you have availability to create income tax-free. Right. In other words, if you have an expensive year down the road, and yeah, you could take out get, generate more cash flow by taking more out of your IRA, but guess what happens when you do that? You might go through a tax threshold. You might cause capital gains, of, um, lose your favorable capital gains rates. And so anytime money's coming out of a Roth IRA, now we talk about the five-year holding rule and all that good right. stuff. But the idea is that none of that goes anywhere on your tax return. It doesn't go into any of those thresholds. Right. Uh, all right. Um, a third reason is that if you're, let's say you're not at required minimum distribution age yet, which is currently 72, mm-hmm. previously 70 and a half, the, by, if you do Roth conversions ahead of that, you're theoretically lowering your future required minimum distributions. Which, depending on how big your IRA or company plan is, that's lowering your future effective tax rate. Right. And, and that's, you know, again, because if it's your Roth IRA, there is no required minimum distribution. Mm-hmm. You never have to take it out if you don't want to. Um, and that's sometimes we talk about the RMD Irma trap. In mm-hmm. other words, we have a situations where our clients are trying, are starting to realize their future required minimums are going to shoot them right through one of those Medicare Irma traps. Mm-hmm. So what can they be doing now to, to ward that off? All right. Um, Another reason, too, is that it reduces the risk, the IRD, income respective decedent tax, to your heirs. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's say you're leaving your IRA to your children, you know, after each other, after, right. you know, at that time of the second death, if you're married. So under the new SECURE Act of 2019, they have 10 years to get it out, right? Right. And they might not have, and, they, and depending on when the decedent died, they may have to start a required minimum still under the old rule at the first year after the death, but they have to get it all out in 10 years. That could be a substantial tax hit, depending on how many heirs you have and how big an IRA you're leaving to them, right? And what tax bracket they right. happen to be in. But children tend to be in their peak earning years when they inherit these types of mm-hmm. assets from their parents. So, so now that may, that's not, now that's not a reason for a lot of people to, I mean, some people don't care if their kids have to pay taxes. Right. 
I mean, and some people don't have kids. Some people don't like their kids. See, that's the point. This is your plan, not your right. neighbors. You have to decide what you want to do, right? Um, now, so those are the traditional reasons that we'd say, well, why people are, you know, look to do Roth conversions. And the idea they look for that window period when they retire before required minimum begins, where they say, okay, I've got some tax room. I'm going to do some Roth conversions and, and make my future tax and, you know, risk lower. Um, one more, why now? Well, in years where you have big market drops, all right, so we all know the rule you're supposed to buy low and sell high. But when you're doing Roth conversions, it's almost the exact opposite strategy. A lot of times when you're doing Roth conversions, you like to convert low, and, you know, because the reason is you're going to hold on to those positions anyways. You believe the market will come back. You're not panicking. You just want to move them over at a tax discount. Right. And then all the regrowth is going to come back tax free in a Roth IRA that has no required minimum. It's like using a big coupon. So that is, you know, again, why you're making some, you're trying to make some lemonade out of right. some lemons. And so that is one of the reasons, or those are five reasons, why we see so much interest in clients and, and listeners who are saying, should I be doing a Roth conversion? I'm not saying everybody should be executing a Roth conversion, but perhaps everybody should be looking at it. Right. And that's one of those things. It's not an all or nothing. It's how much over what time frame. And if you're someone who just even wants to look at that issue, you can call in for a free consultation about just that. And you can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right, so so Carrie, I'm not scared about Halloween night. Doesn't okay. scare me, but the Browns facing the Bengals on mm. Halloween night? Now that's scary. Mm. All right, have a good <laughs> week, everybody. Next week for more financial food for thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.